go to podcasts.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Welcome to LWA. Oh, I was drinking. I was drinking. Welcome to LWA That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch, like let us together watch a full length movie on YouTube. We are going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. Uh, and by we, we mean the audience and yes. us. Audience, yes. Please queue up YouTube or you're missing it. You're missing it. Now maybe you're an audience, you're listening to us live as we stream first on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern. Uh, maybe you're a big fan of mutinyradio.fm and have it set up in your podcast machine or donated to Venmo. We appreciate it at Mutiny Radio. Uh, but you can find our podcast. It drops every Sunday night by the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, and the YT, of course, is an acronym for YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we're, Carl, uh, gosh, what is the movie we're watching today? Okay, today we are watching The Meeksville Ghost 2001. The Meeksville Ghost, so it's M-E-E-K-S-Ville, V-I-L-L-E, one word, Meek, Meeksville Ghost yeah. 2001. Meek-ass ghost, got it. And it is going to be the FAM brand or is it brand oh. fam? Is it brand fam? It's fam, fam brand. The fam brand is fam, but it's yeah. fam brand. It's famulous. It's on brand. That is uh, our brand spaces. And you can be nice and subscribe to them, I guess. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be watching the Meeksville Ghost. That is M E E K S Ville Ghost. 
Uh, it's a full, main, uh, full movie. Uh, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Uh, yeah. I should stop giving, I'm giving away the ghost, as it were. Uh, so let's just jump into this movie, courtesy of our new best friend, Van Brand. Uh, so to do the countdown, I'm really excited. Yeah. Carl has found the greatest comedian. Mm -hmm. I know the last couple of times they were the greatest. It's pretty but... good and everything, but this time. Oh, this time, this person, he or she, fantastic. So we are very excited to have your next, uh, I have a celebrity comedian from New Jersey do the countdown for our movie. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with our guest, Richard Dweck. What the heck? It's Richard oh Dweck. Thank you so much for having me on. Welcome, Richard. So I really think of you as a South Jersey comedian. Do you think that's fair? I think so. I mean, South Jersey, it's so weird being a part of that area because it really hasn't been around that long, the stand-up scene. Mm -hmm. Like, it started in 2014. I wanted to start right away when I did improv. That's why I went into improv first was because there was no stand-up around there. So it was just like, you know, and then a few years later it just happened and i came in a couple years after and i was just like you know this is great and now we have a good tight community and the cool thing is that no matter where you are south jersey or like you know jersey city anywhere in jersey like everyone knows each other it's so interconnected yeah. so well yeah that's really true south jersey has a huge scene and it completely overlaps with north jersey we know all those guys down there they know all of us up here and as a matter of fact you and i first met we were in new york city yeah yeah i did uh bring your shows i think that was broadway yeah, Comedy yeah. Club. yeah there's yeah. a stigma of doing bring your shows and like to me i always i always sort of like excused it with i'm getting a chance to perform in front of people that's all i want like i'm not picky you know i agree <laughs> like, with you I've Absolutely. Been that's what i need <laughs> now i'm gonna be on a get a guest on your podcast soon so why yeah. don't you tell people about your podcast yeah it's interesting i started it in march of 2018 and it was basically me just talking and you know i talked about a topic and I'm very opinionated, so I've always, like, sort of had that, like, just need an outlet. And uh, it wasn't until, I guess, last year uh, I started interviewing uh, comedians and, you right. know, friends and mostly comedians. And uh, I was just, like, you know, I wanted to give a platform to all these amazing people that I met because uh, it will be six years, uh, July 18th will be uh, my anniversary of doing stand-up. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just like I've met so many great people. Gotcha. And so how can people find the podcast on, on Apple or, or wherever people find podcasts? Yeah, it's on, it's on Apple. It's on uh, Spotify. It's called What the Heck's Richard Black. Uh, there's a comedian that I started with. Uh, her name is uh, Alyssa Stevenson. And uh, she came up with the name years before I ever had a podcast. She was like, you ever have a podcast, you should name it this. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is like what I'll use. And it's it is perfect. That's even how I introduced you. What the heck? With Richard yeah. Dweck. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we're going to now watch this movie with everyone at home. So I want you to count us down. So why don't you go ahead and give us the countdown? 
Uh, three, two, one, go. Alright, I love it. Oh, look, it's the cube. Yeah. BG. Is it oh, it's multi-com. How many comms do you think they have? They have movies, right? That's one communication. Yeah. They're multi-coms. They have movies and also yes. movies. So telegraphs. <laughs> they uh, have telegraphs. Well, we're about to open up in the 1870s. So yeah, we could maybe. Well, do... look at that. Is this a porno? Is this a Saint Clown Posse it's it's direct video? It really looks like video. Yeah. Okay, like, so this was a straight-to-video film, but the thing is there's very little information on it, like the making of and, uh, you know, interviews, and I, I just couldn't research a lot on this film. The internet kind of didn't know what I was talking about. It's out there in the listing site, you know, listings, but right. it always seems to have the same synopsis. Anyway, I am guessing because of one entry that this was a straight-to-video production. It starts off with judges; they're spending their money right. Yep. Now this is Isabel, Isabel Carter. Okay, and uh, she's a married woman. All right, and she's married to a Mr. Carter, Joshua Carter, but she can't help but love uh, Mr. Reinhold. Uh, is his Lu last name Meek or yes, Meeksville? Lewis Meek. Uh, Lucius. Lucius Meek. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm Great sorry. I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this movie. His name is not Lucius Meek. Lucius. Yeah, well, we could call him Judge. Call him. Well, you know, they all call him Luce. <laughs> so, basically, it's uh, like, this has gone too far. It's going to be a showdown, you know. So she's like, please don't do it. I'll mar we'll run away together. So it's like Joshua uh, like built up the town, but the Meeks have come into town and they're like taking it over too. It's complicated. So this is the backstory. We're gonna see him become a ghost, right? Right. Is that a we are going to see. Yes. Is is he gonna die, Carl? He doesn't die in this scene, but yeah, he he will. I don't know. See, that's the the film is vague about that. The last breath of Joshua is cursing him. Uh, oh, so he might be immortal from the curse. Well, I mean, he's immortal, but he has to walk around and not be able to talk to anybody. It's a bleak existence. He has to live there in the West Town. This is not the first ghost movie we've watched together. I must watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watched Correct. Ghost. We watched Ghost. Can't do it. That's right, uh, which wasn't true, man. They fucked a lot. They fucked a lot. The Ghost Can Do It. And that was a different movie, Ghost Can Do It. That's a completely <laughs> different movie on full length on YouTube. Triple X. Uh, yeah, Triple X. We saw School Spirit, where a teenager dies and haunts the uh, girls' locker room. Yeah, which I confused the, with. Well, because his uh, dead uncle taught him a trick, right? That like he be can become sentient. I don't know. Sentient. That's when you smell really good, right? You can really you have great <laughs> nose power. Look at those boobs. Did you miss it? No, I saw them. Yeah. I got a black uh, eye from those boobs. 
All right, so this is... So look, she runs out to say stop, and she gets shot by Joshua. That's not cool. That's not cool. At the same time, our friend Lucius has shot Joshua to death. His death is pending. Now, this is such a TV death when, you know, it's like, bam, you're dead. Okay, now, I want to say that you were talking about they getting their money's worth out of Judd, right? Right. Okay, I'll show you why in a scene. Okay, so right now he's cursing him. He's saying, like, this is your fault, and it kind of is. <clears throat> you know, it's his wife, and it's his town, and Lucius has rolled into town, and, you know, he's start kind of taking over. So he's a bit of a jerk, but he's not so bad. It's complicated. Anyway, but here's where they get their money worth, because Judd does acting. He goes, he goes, I'm, I'm acting! I'm acting! On a technical level, can I ask you what uh, time you're on during his acting? Okay. Uh, Five minutes and two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. Okay, great. I'm uh, two seconds behind you. Okay, no problem. So, he just cursed him. He cursed him. Until you write this wrong, you'll have no peace. Now, is that Powers Booth that just died? Look, there he goes. Look, Mike. Acting. Acting. I'm acting. Uh, you can't Cedric. do a job. <laughs> it's so bad, man. I just want to be in the first and last scene. I am acting. No, no, no. He's throughout the whole film. This is a Judd film. Here we go. Judd. Secret Witch has the credits. Now, when we did a Judge Reinhold movie called Baby on Board, which has right. a very unfortunate but it was about, he was a New York City taxi driver who, right. uh, Los Angeles, right? It was one of those cities. I think it was New York City, which it was really filmed in Canada, but I think it was supposed to be New York. He was a taxi driver who helps Carol uh, Kane from escaping something horrible. <laughs> and uh, one bad of the, uh, the bad guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the tricks in his arsenal is that he had a built-in mace sprinkler in the backseat of his cab. That was cool. Yeah, that was. I'll now, never forget he, that. Remember, he, he goes, um, you know, the, she didn't ever say, may I leave my baby with you, right? She just left the baby. Yeah. But do you remember the way she talks? So quiet and everything. Carol Kane? <laughs> yeah, maybe she did say something. Mean thing, my baby. Maybe we just missed it. Yeah, well, it's a subtle actor. I mean, she's she was talking about it when she accepted the award for the best actor. Right. Uh, yeah. But you were you had a lot of uh, history and information about Judge Reinhold, including uh, his popularity or lack thereof. Yeah, uh, he Hollywood. was a, Okay, wait, this is important. Inciting okay. incident. We had a guy riding along on a bike, and then this woman rides. So now he's really, you know, he's not going to be terribly injured because it's a movie, but his bike's all fucked up. It's just going to be a bad situation. So this is, he's considering it a hit and run. Hey, lady, get your horse's ass back here. You horse's ass. Now, you uh, notice that the horse did not say anything as he rode by. He just galloped. Why, you know why? Why, why was that? Why was that? Well, he did have scripted lines, but this day of shooting, he was horse. <laughs> a little horse. 
No, he wasn't. He's regular size north. Okay, so look, <laughs> everything sucks, right? Everything sucks. But look, luckily, here comes the hey. nice, cleanest car you'll ever see in the world, right? It doesn't live on this farm or whatever. Now, is it a Ford? That's the big movie question. Can't be a movie if it's not a Ford. It's, that's a great question. It sure looks American-made, doesn't it? Hi, I'm the pretty love interest. Well, I'm... Everything sucks. Well, you're touching me. <laughs> Where are you going, Meeksville? Well, me too. Why don't you throw your bike in the back? I don't know. Us, us rockers, right. us mods never hang out with you horsies. Now, in compliments to this movie, which it kind of doesn't deserve, but in compliments to this movie, he does a good acting job. He doesn't do a corny rom-com thing, you know? Right. Now, she doesn't do a good acting job, but her role in this film really is to be loved. So, it's okay. <clears throat> now, is she uh, related to the horse, uh, Vader? She is related to Joshua, who was shot down dead by Lucius. Damn it! <laughs> Wait, is Lucius a good guy? Like a well, is Fan Fran rooting for Lucius? <laughs> Lucius is a bad guy, but then as you get to know Lucius, you find out he's just, the family son. He's just he was just acting in his best interest. He role he needed to make his, a life in the West. He was he saw a chance, he took it. He it was you know, he loved her. She was married to somebody else, but he really did genuinely love her. Like like, he's just not a perfect man. It's complicated. Right. It's complicated. Oh, she's with them. That's right. She's found out he works for the evil corporation. He's surveying his mind. And so now she's like, I'm all, you know, screw you. I'm with you. Walk yourself. So the plot has taught us now, or that, you know, yeah. that there is an evil corporation. And that she's a hothead. And I, I don't know. It's actually kind of well done. Yeah, it's the, isn't it like a, the parallel of the old horse? Yeah, like, you know, they, they ride horses and the evil corporation ride a electro horse. Right. Scooters. Now, sometimes horses used to drink alcohol, but motorcycles always drunk rum. Rum. <laughs> I never heard that one. I just, you know, look, yeah. welcome to Meeksville. Just off the cuff. Look how no, that... that truck is. That's not the truck that really would live there. What about that sign? Do you think that sign is a prop or that they, they went to this? Because there's no such thing as Meeksville, right? Ghosts there aren't can't real. Be. It's a set. Look at it. You telling me ghosts aren't real? Uh, I am not telling you that, but in this movie, it's freaking bullshit. This okay, doesn't so, look like a set. It says lumber, and it's made out of wood. That, oh, you know, you're right. That was for the integrity. Yeah. Okay, so this guy is like, I'm a sleazy lawyer, and these are the best forgeries I've ever seen. Everybody's going to think this land is yours, girl. No, really? This is like My Five Wives with Ronnie Dangerfield, right? There's a guy who wants to take the town, the property Well, away. It, it is in the sense that she wants those, uh, she's a meek. He's a descendant, you know, uh, of the meeks. I mean, she married into the family, but still, 
um, and she wants uh, uh, to take the town. She doesn't really own the deeds. They forged it. Everyone believes she does own the town. So she's got to get them out. The um, uh, the Carters, the Carters. Now, this movie uh, has a release date of 2001. So at the end of the film, they go, hey, check out what's in on the news. Hang on, hang on, turn on the news. Get <laughs> the TV on. <laughs> I don't uh, watch the news. I watch the, you know, the Lifetime channel. Whoa, breaking news stories cutting in on my Lifetime channel. Lifetime will not be airing in the movies tonight. What? Why? God damn it. All right, I'm flipping to Bravo. Bravo <laughs> channel. <laughs> Interrupt your entertainment for a Towers report. Okay, we are digressing. So basically what we've learned is she is a meek and that represents, you know, Judge Reinhold, the bad side. And the good side, which is Joshua, is the Carters. And that's who they're going to want out. So it's going to be like bad family versus good family. But then right. it gets complicated. Then it gets complicated. Okay, what motorcycle guy sees horse lady? Uh oh. Yo, lady. Are you listening to me? Frankly, I'm not. Oh, this is like not since Spencer and and uh Spencer's friend Hepburn. Has there been such chemistry? Right. Speak to my lawyer. So not she's since, like, uh, a tough sense broad. Not since Carl's neighbor's meth lab blew up in their garage has it been such chemistry. <laughs> you have a me and me and her had chemistry. Yeah, chemistry of like a exploding meth lab. <laughs> Let me see. Can I make that a joke? Chemistry. Is that a joke? Are you gonna use it? Um, if I can turn it into. Okay. Loading meth. Do you want me to pause the movie while you write down my joke? I know. I wrote it down. No. Mike, you thought I could have your jokes. Listen, I'll give you yeah. a joke. You want a joke? You could have it. Yes. I want a joke. All right. Give me the topic. Uh, washing machines. Okay. All right. My wife. Oh, I'll tell you, my wife. <laughs> I must have a washing machine joke in there somewhere. Okay. You're right. You got the rest of the movie. Okay, well, no, I mean, look, one doesn't come to mind because I haven't worked clean in years. Right, okay. Well, what about... Uh... Okay, that's what I'll write. Okay, I don't tell washing machine jokes. I haven't told a clean joke in years. Right. Clean in years. Okay, so you just gave me a new joke. Thank you, Michael. Okay, so I owe you two jokes. <laughs> you owe me two jokes. I owe you two jokes. Okay, basically, we're meeting Gran. That's it. Her name's Gran. And, yeah, she runs this inn, and he can have a room, but there's no gas stations. Ha, 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 ha. Come along, you cute young man. This is like a role-playing game on the Sega Genesis, right? You'll send P to stay in overnight. Do, 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 do. Health points restored. Ah, oh, I feel refreshed. <laughs> When's the ghost coming? Is the ghost going to come when he's trying to sleep? Yeah. Is his room haunted by the Meeksville ghost? Yes. Yes, it is, Mike. <laughs>
You're so right on the money. So anyway, she says, you have electricity and running water. She goes, yes, we even have a ghost. Oh, I don't believe in ghosts, ma'am. They all say that. <laughs> but the thing is, that doesn't pay off. It doesn't pay off. It isn't like, I told you. Later, she'll think he's crazy. I don't know. I so think there's an opportunity there. If she's telling him that there's a ghost, that it would be the one and only Meeksville ghost that we're going to meet, right? Right. Right. But she then she's like, "What are you talking about?" Because That's right. Yeah, for, you check in twenty five minutes from now. She'd be like, "Whoa, you almost have bumped your head." Huh. Savage uh, guns. See on the wall, savage guns. Savage guns. What the movie poster. Oh yeah, there's Indians. This movie so. Okay, now. Meeksville Ghost will show up, but the thing is, he just thinks he's fucking around, walking around, smoking his cigarette, and then he's like, who are you? And he goes, can you see me? Here, here we have some backstory. That's his mother. He was adopted. Right. His adoptive parents have now died. He had moved to California. So now he's come home to see if he can find his real-life mother. His oh, that's all pretty heavy. That yeah. whole photograph covers that? Yeah, that whole photograph covered that, yeah. A lot of heavy lifting. Well, there was also some talk when she was, you know, just before she, uh, just before Kate kicked him out. My favorite movie is 1408, starring John Cusick and Sam Jackson, where you must be a horror writer and you're going to attend <laughs> the world's scariest hotel room and it scares you half to death. Go. Go. That was a great pitch, Mike. We got the job. Now, look, he's like, he's just stuck there. He can't do anything. He can't talk to anybody. He just walks around. He's stuck there until he writes the wrong that he did. Which was we saw in the opening scene. Right. I mean, it also involves the deed to the whole town kind of thing. So, look, Judd is like, can you see me? And he acts, re he does a great acting job when he does this. I'm you think they got their money's worth with, with Judd? Yeah, they did. They did. He did his job. I guess we'll, we'll find out more about Victoria's backstory of Judd Reinhold later. <laughs> he does seem to amend himself, you know. I mean, he's doing whatever he can. Yes. Well, no, but the thing is, he, it's a redemption story. He writes the wrong that he did, and he'll make sure that they don't get kicked out, and <clears throat> there will be harmony in between the families. It's very complicated how they get there, but he lifts his curse. <coughs> and, then, and then he goes to heaven? And well, yeah. hell for being... Yeah, now, well, he... I don't know. In Ghost World, it's always about moving on to the next... Right? We don't know about, like, religion from it, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's always, I'm trapped on Earth until I can do my right, you know. Right. Now, if you later. know you're going to hell, you might as well hang out on Earth. We saw Meatballs 3 where Sally Kellerman dies. She was a porn, she played a porn actress, and then she died. But she was uh, an angel in training. She had to get Patrick Dempsey, teenage Patrick Dempsey, laid. And then she could get her wings and go up to heaven. She wasn't right. a ghost. Right. She was a spectral being, but not right. She ghost. was in. I mean, she was a ghost in the sense that she had been alive, and now it's just her soul. So if she was a ghost, even though now, she she was Bo in Derek, 
Bo Derek and Ghost can't do it. She was right. human throughout that, but her Anthony Quinn, he dies, and then they find like a boy toy, and he possesses his body, and she sleeps with him. Well, the first thing that happens is most all of that movie, he's like in her head, you know? Right. He's like he's... a ghost. And that's their big plot of the movie, is to get him into, but that means killing the kid. But if they kill him, then he could come back to Earth and they can have sex. That's what it was in the movie. Right. Ghosts are weird, man. Yeah, they're horny stuff. But it's different for the fan brand, right? Like this this family movie is just he has a he's trying to stop the fuss and the feud and So what's happened now is basically he comes downstairs and finds out coincidentally that she's a carter and it's her hotel too. And and she's just like, I don't like you because you work for the enemy. And it's pretty flat acting. He's doing a good job, but right. anyway, she's going to not give a shit about him on the ladder. She's really going to be just doesn't – she doesn't hold it at all. That's her <laughs> She's supposed to hold it, right? Then the phone rings. She walks away. That's just the father in you. What are you doing? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now he's gonna have to stand on the top. Yeah. You know, when you said this movie had its ups and downs, I didn't yeah. realize it was. Ah. Okay. Now, the director set us up that he's gonna obviously fall over, but the reason he falls over is this big ghost wind pushes him, so it really isn't her fault. So wait, Judd did the ghost wind? He farted. Yeah. Oh. The judge just farted, and it smells awful. So awful, he fainted over. Okay, that's like every family movie. He's crashed through the wall, and there's a surprise room that nobody knew about. Wait, that's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit, man. Do you have a surprise room in your house? If I did, I guess if I knocked through a wall, I might find one, but no. Oh, you know, Carl, do you remember my, my uh, growing up in New Jersey, the, the house we were in? Yes. There was a mysterious door. Do tell. So, so if there, it was a two-story house, so there was a staircase. And uh, on the mezzanine, uh, we had discovered a door uh -huh. uh, against one of the walls. A and small it, one? No, it was a regular door. It was closed because they had changed the architecture of the house, and it wasn't oh, leading into anything. Interesting. But they, they kept the door, they just put a wall over it. It's a remnant. Huh. Yeah. But we're like, let's open it. <laughs> no, don't open it. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> because because the other worker who died there, he thinks he's stuck at the bottom. If you were to open that door, you better, un, you know, get him unstuck so he can go up to heaven. That's true, yeah. And so he'll stop being the ghost. This is a family film where he smokes, right? Or yeah, is there the smoke old... coming out of it, or is he just yeah. chewing on it? No, it's smoking. At least he's not chewing on it. That's worse. So what's happening now is he's like, okay, you can see me. All right? Now, Judge Reinhold knows why he can be seen, but, uh, Because you know, they're related? They're related. <laughs> Bingo! But the kid doesn't know that. The kid doesn't know that. God, he has figured it out. <laughs> You certainly did. Oh, yeah. It was either that or, like, you know, he's the amusement park owner with a mask on. 
Now, he's our Star Trek connection, big deal. He was in Deep Space Nine episode called Know the Battle to the Strong. That was 1996. So he's our Star Trek connection. That's good, right? Well, it's good because there has to be one every show. And if there ever is a show <laughs> without one, it'll be pretty awkward. But it wasn't a good episode, is what you're saying. You weren't too thrilled. I think not. And it's rare, too. It has to be real. It has to be like eggshells or something, which I think maybe we might have found a. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't help you with the Star Trek. Oh, right. That's okay, the so whole. Now it's like. You walked away and – okay, so the ghost basically introduced himself to uh, Danny and said to Danny that you're going to help me break my curse. He's like, uh, screw you. <laughs> that was great. Is he, is he like Gen X, like whatever? Uh, he's like wow. a nice guy who doesn't take it. He's no nonsense. He's absolutely a nice guy, but he's not going to get pushed around. <laughs> That's so funny. This movie isn't so bad, you know, if you just wanted to be entertained for 90 minutes. Actually, you watch this with your kids? Wouldn't the whole idea of a ghost, like, scare you? Or your children? I don't really think this is for kids. He's smoking cigarettes. Well, it is kind of for kids. I don't know. There, there's lots of implied sex and... Actually, look at her belly button now that I'm thinking. I didn't notice before. Oh, well, that's because you're 55 years old. No, it is not, because I saw those boobs. I totally noticed those boobs. <laughs> it, is. it looks like a Christmas set. Like, this is like the miracle manger. <laughs> that's right. You know, Perfect. It's a bike shop that, he, you know, all the parts he needs. Do you think they shot this movie like in between Christmas movies? They're just like well, this was right. actually shot in South Africa, believe it or not. Can you believe it? Yeah, I believe it. There's an industry there. And the thing is, I think that it looks so much like a Western frontier, so it works. It, did they say the state that Meeksville is in? No. Uh, yes, Wyoming. I th I don't remember. It's like Wyoming or Montana. It's like a serious one. Serious Western cowboy one. So basically, it's like, you're going to help me or I'm going to haunt you for all your days. So <clears throat> you got no Take choice. You pick. Right, right. I but saw a pretty crazy movie shot. Dialogue. He's trying to convince him it's in his own best interests. And, you know, don't you don't be a, a yellow bellied, you know. Cats, ball of cat spit. No, I was going to say, I saw a film shot in South Africa called the uh, Banana Split movie, where it was the banana splits, but they were mechanical robots that turn evil. Oh, that sounds everyone. interesting. I guess. It's, it sounds interesting. Was it on YouTube? Is it on YouTube? No, I checked it out from the library. Oh, I don't know if it's on YouTube. I doubt it. It's a Hanna-Barbera property. Now, the you thing know, is, just... I, like I said, the internet knew so, so little about this. I just bumped into the, the director is South African. Uh, he's, I mean, he got successful in Australia, but still, he's uh, 
you know, he's got like 45 years. He was a director and he did like uh, 16 movies and, you know, television, like uh, television dramas and 130 episodes of TV. He was for real. Um, 63 documentaries, commercials, corporate videos, six, um, 13 television dramas. And then I noticed the cinematographer was also from South Africa. He's very famous. He did these movies I never heard of, like The Crash Dive of the Hungry Seagulls in Wild Season, 1967. So the seagulls are a metaphor. Uh Uh-huh. I don't even know what a meta is for. Oh, that's a meta joke. I love meta jokes. I never met a joke I didn't like. (laughs) I never met a joke I didn't like. The producer was Paul Matthew, and all I knew was he did The Sorcerer's Apprentice in 2000, which was a South African film. So I can only conclude – I did actually find one place that said filming location South Africa. So that's where they are. The internet doesn't know what you're talking about. Look, we get our jokes like he tries to punch him, but he's a ghost. Lunge at He didn't want to punch him because he's a ghost. You, Judge Reinhold's like, you probably want to punch me because I'm a ghost. <laughs> no, he was like calling him a chicken and, you know, he's just goading him on. He wants him to help him. And he kept saying, how am I going to resort if you leave? You know, I'll just haunt you. He doesn't do a bad acting job. Let me I know see. you're in love with him. I get it. I'm not in love with him at all. As a matter of fact, he's a very, very fucking bad prima donna when he was a star. Um, he was a star until 1988. Then he like fell off the radar. But oh, Jud- oh yeah, yeah. Now you're finally dissing about Judd. I was like, yeah, boy. Okay. Um, word had gotten out about Reinhold's tirades on the set, his star treatment demands that continued even after he found himself regulated to smaller independent films. He'd yell at directors, crew members, co-stars. Got to the point where at least one set, the actors were so fed up with Reinhold's tantrums that they refused to rehearse with him. But he sits there and he's like, I'm so sorry. I guess. I don't know. Now, this is um, Leslie Ann Down, okay? And she's the Meeks, Emily Meeks. And she's got two thugs, okay? Ox and some other guy. Ox (laughs) and Smith. Ox and Smith. Now, Ox in real life is a wrestler. And he's like a manager of wrestlers. So that's how he we got to Boom! See, I'm scary. Sign the papers. Oh, but look, there's a new player in town. It's a new kid in town. Why, it's oh. Danny. Danny. So Danny's like, hey, leave them alone. Thank God you're here, Danny. Oh, well, the ghost watches. Maybe the ghost isn't real. Maybe he's just gone psycho, like white boy psycho. Nah, nah he's real. Look at this. The ghost gets involved right now. Now, look how Judd Reinhold copies everything that Ox does. All his facial expressions. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. It's not explained why. No, is it because uh, 
Do you think this is the first time the ghosts interfere in the spectral world, from the spectral world to the terrestrial? Well, well, you see the others gawking at Ox. Not they don't see the ghost. Right. So he's doing very strange behavior. But <laughs> Look how he's copying. Look, uh, that's loser dance. Remember loser dance? Uh, loser dance. Oh, that's on uh, YouTube, isn't it? If you go to our yeah, YouTube yeah. Cha uh, channel for Fishburgers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did. A, that's our, our patented loser dance from 1989. Patented. Oh, no. Ox hit Smith. Cool. Now he's really mad. It's, he played Jaws in James Bond. Oh, who? Uh, no, no. No. That's a famous guy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Who was in one of your films. Oh, he's in a bunch of my films. You know what? We never saw Munchie Strikes Back. I know, and I'm so pissed off about it. Leslie Ann Down is the star of Munchie Strikes Back. You want She's to the working mom? We should maybe do it. All right. I don't if want to do it, but I'm saying because we did the other two, and I've had a long munchies break. What about the director of of King of the Mountain and Oh, uh, that one? Yeah, because he has a bowling movie that we didn't sit through yet. Yeah, that's right. It's a little early for him. Okay. All right. Well, I should take Munchie. We haven't seen Munchie in six months, but if you want to if you're ready for the treacle, you can watch uh, Munchie Strike Back. And then it doesn't have to be next time, but sometime yeah. soon. And I oh, can be obligated. What was his? I could be obligated to watch the bowling film. Yeah, I can do, do it. We saw okay. Las Vegas so, Lady from this director. We yeah. saw. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of movies. What was that? It was King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain, Las Vegas Lady, and bowling. We're gonna see. Okay, so now she likes him. Because he came in and was like, cut it out, you meanies. I'll fight you. And she's like, my hero. So now, but he's being honest about the ghost. Like, well, I don't know. It's it's weird, Mike. Throughout this whole movie, he always talks about the ghost. But, like, they're always like, are you crazy? I don't know. Well, so is he trying to say, like, love me, love the fact that I talked to a ghost? Like, I, I want to be honest. You can't be no, more transparent than having a ghost. No, he's just he's just honest that Lucius Meeks is haunting this house, you know, house, and he's talking to me. And well, that's his uh, that's her grand great granddaughter, right? Let me refresh my memory what they're talking about here. Did you know that it oh, okay. apples cost 60 cents? <laughs> so what's happening now is we'll get the backstory. And it's done horribly. It's like she's reading an index card. She's like, oh. you know, well, Joshua settled this town in 1857 from the gold rush of 49, made a fortune, selling to the. It's like she's reading her. Um, Political science, a social studies exam, you know, reading it to the cloud, to the curtain. So she gets right with the tourists come, like, we can't believe we made it to Meeks Passing. Yeah, that's right. But last time, this is not the movie Meeks Passing. It's the movie Here, from... Give her a listen. Give her a listen. All right. Hang on. It's a new phone. Hang on. I have a couple seconds. I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it. Unless you can't hear. Not this terrible. 
He was the one who called it Liberty. Tour guide. Tour guide. It's such a stereotype channel. Uh, enough ambient background noise. That's ambient. Ambient. It's not ambient. It's ambient. Ambient. Uh, there she is now. She's the same actress playing uh, Isabel Carter. This Her name's Tanya Reichert, and she is our love interest. And she's been in, like, Legally Blonde 2, um, Broken uh, Head Over Heels, Scary Movie. Um, she was on a lot of television Francis Ford Coppola sci-fi series, First Wave, uh, CSI Miami, Chris Isaac show. I don't know. She's for real. That's cool. Can I ask you about her being real? What time is she being real right now on the YouTube video? Okay, so she plays two characters. One is Kate Carter in the modern world, and she also plays Isabel Carter. In gotcha. The, uh, well, now, where, look, are you right, where are you right now watching this movie? 3708, 3712, okay, yeah. All right. So it's like 10 seconds. Ooh. 42, 43, 5, 46, 47, 48, 49. Boom. All right. Thanks. Boom. We are in sync. Boom. We're in full color present day, too. She doesn't recognize the ghost. He's like, he doesn't at see her. it. She doesn't see it. I bet the actress can smell him. She's telling the story and he's disputing. She's getting it all wrong, like he's the bad guy. And he keeps explaining himself, you see. Oh, she's saying like that evil ghost. Right. Nah, well, I'm not evil. He he killed her in a jealous rage. Of course I didn't. Joshua shot her. <laughs> One day I will seek avenge of his ghost. Hey, now, whoa. But I mean, Joshua was saying, you've got to go back and write the wrong you, that you did. And that is, you roll into town, you steal somebody's woman, woman you start uh, taking over all the businesses, you know, you're I, disrespectfully womanizing with your gang, drinking at the saloon, being jerks to people. You, you, this was a nice town till you guys showed up. So basically now it's sort of like maybe you deserve the curse that you got. And he goes, how dare you? So now he's going to take him back in time because I guess ghosts can do that. <laughs> right. That's right. We're back I'm in seven. Of Cowboys past. Oh, wait, he went back in time with him? Yep. Wait a minute. Ghosts, ghosts can do that, you say? Yeah, that's right. And not only that, but... 
Lucius is still a ghost there. He can't talk to anybody or do anything. He can but just appear. But Danny's real. Yeah, the second time Danny got fucked up by a horse. Yep. <laughs> That's right. A horse's ass. Hey, do you know why that horse had that horse has speaking line? Do you know why oh, that horse in is grit? You didn't eat? Yeah, but you want to know why it's not in it? Well, they had a very short shooting schedule, and that day, unfortunately, he just happened to be horse. I was gonna say they edited his line on the cutting room floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just that they didn't have time, and the producers felt that it didn't work, and uh, nothing to do with his voice. He was he had a very clear voice that time. No, but it, it just didn't have anything to do with the plot. I remember his line was Wilbur. <laughs> And they said, like, yeah, there's no Wilbur in the movie, so they don't really know who the horse is talking to. Now, nobody would get that joke, Mark. Nobody listening. I mean, you get it. There might be, like, one or two other people. Listen, you got to give some people know who Mr. Ed is. No, see, that's the thing. We're wrong about that. They don't. They just never would have bumped into it. Well, where can you catch Mr. Ed? You can catch him in the, you know, like 1974 when you're sick from home, you're sick from school, you know, 1983, and you're watching. Well, I remember in the 60s, you know, I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch that Bewitched and My Mother the Car, but today's <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, there's a talking horse. I can watch that. Right. Now, we're seeing the love affair between the two of them, okay? And... What we're learning is it was genuine love, and sometimes Josh was a real jerk, you know, as a husband. Ah. Uh. So you see how it, like, gets layered and nuanced and complicated? It's like you don't take another man's wife, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like they took each other as much as they fell in love. They couldn't help how they felt about each other, and then he finds out that he's a jerk, and there's, it's, it's nuanced. I forgot to ask you at the beginning of this movie, is this a born-again Christian film? Are they going to start quoting the Bible at the end? Nope, nope. Oh, okay, phew. Because if it's not for... okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. Seen a ghost? It entered my body several times. Now, the truth is, they don't really say that. It's... Okay, so this is a little funny. Now, the thing is, these two are goofs, and she gets mad at them and stuff. Fools! Fools! Well, you see, boss, <laughs> he goes like, who is this guy? And then the guy goes, I think his name is Danny. He goes, no, I know who he is. What's he doing here? I think he's working for the corporation. Oh, right. Oh, wait, so they're the henchmen? They're yeah. And, yeah. They're Rebecca's henchmen, and they're dummy, you know. Shut up, they're you the, fools, and let me think. They're the dry bandits. Yeah, there's a wet. No, but the wet bandits had a brain. These two are just. They weren't henchmen, the wet bandits. They they fought on their own. The wet bandits are from Home Alone, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They were intelligent. They were intelligent. Don't worry, Harry. I'll get him. (laughs) Stop, kid. But, you know they didn't they didn't have a henchman like there's always like children's movies there's henchmen like sorry about that boss you know yeah right 
so yeah, this is a kid's film, I guess. Let's listen. They well, you, say you, go ahead. you go ahead and do the volume. We're pouring out the oyster sauce for this slow cooker meal and making it in the studio. Right away, boss. <laughs> so she's the penguin. <laughs> They're the underlings. No, she Leslie Ann Down, she, she's for real. I mean, she she was acting in her teenage years. She won all these beauty pageants. She was the most beautiful teenager at age 15 in Britain. Uh, she achieved fame from upstairs downstairs, in which she had a regular oh. role. Right, she played the mezzanine. And she, that's right. And she was going up, and she was in the Pink Panther Strikes Again in 76. Uh, she was on Dallas for several years. She was in Meet Wally Sparks. As a, Meet Wally Sparks as a hooker nurse. <laughs> that's when uh, Rodney Dangerfield was a Morning Downey Jr. talk show host. Right. Okay, so they're looking for the le the the deed. That's what they're looking for. They want to find the deed. Wow, you know, back in my day, if you're in the attic, you want to do the deed. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, there will be some of that. Really? They'll be interrupted by Gran going, "Cage, cage, darling," and she'll Ooh. go perfect timing. Don't use Gran's lube. Graham, he just killed it. Don't use my lube. Just remember, <laughs> it's tainted with old lady goo. Oh. You can't miss it. Okay, Grandma. All okay. right, Grandma. Well, my own. I don't think the neighbor heard you. <laughs> He definitely so, has a pretty mod haircut. Yes. Davey, I would say more Davy Jones. So now he's revealing why he's really there. He's really there to look for his mom. And, you know, the parents died. He misses them very much. It's a touching scene. Now they're about, like, they're going to kiss. Look, Mike, you can feel the 20-whatever electricity. <laughs> That's right, they are 20-something, Carl. Then Gran goes, excuse me, darling, I just wanted to interrupt. <laughs> you can use a lube, but the applicator is missing. Ah, <laughs> uh, percolated coffee. That's right. Takes That's an hour. a real deal. It's actually Folgers. See, percolated coffee, when it's fresh, is the greatest. And then when it gets cold, it's uh, the same thing as drip. You can tell it's the same. You put a lot more in there. I mean, depending on how you like to make it. Right. Of course, depending on how you like to make it. But that's what I found, too, because it continues to percolate over the grind. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the trick is you got to take it off the heat. Now, you know why he's got that thing over his head, remember? Right, because yeah. we watched a movie where he is, is it the same movie? It's been a while. <laughs> the truth is that thing's a prop to make him look like a goof. So they're just reporting they've had no luck. And then 
the kid starts brainstorming like, look, why would Lucius hide his deed? He would want to keep it, right? It's his proof that shows he right. owns it. So why would he want to hide it? And then they're like trying to think of who, you know, would want to keep it from Meeks? Who would hide it? Well, Joshua might, right? Ooh, right. Now, where would Joshua hide it? Because it's nowhere where anybody see. It's got to be somewhere where no one would ever look. Like maybe his grave. Oh, I was going to say maybe the library or... Uh, <laughs> the library. <laughs> it's his grave. Okay, so the thug who's spying on him, his name is Ronald France, and so what? He's an actor known for nothing. He was in The Fall in 2006. He was in Dirty Games in 89, and he was in The Flood. No, he was just in Flood, and that's 2007. Not sure why those weren't in order. Um, that's it. Also, Granny is no one to mention either. Granny is known for Cry the Beloved Country in 1995 and In the Name of Blood in 89 and Hooded Angels in 2002. So who the hell is she? Who the hell I'm is not sure. she? I think Hooded Angels. Americans must know her. I don't think so. Listen, I mean, the direct market, direct to video market is an international buyer's market. It's, it's crafting all over the world. Right, 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 right. And they've got real stars in this. She goes, it might be in his grave, but perhaps the dead should be left alone. And they're like, oh, Grandma, you're so square. Let's do a little grave robbing, Grandma. Come on. Uh, exhume. Is it exhume or exhume ex ex Let's find out. Exhume? So Dude, I can never pronounce. I want to. Uh, how can I put this? Exhumed. You know, I can't pronounce the word. Can I just dig up the corpse of your husband? Exhumed. Exhum. Ex ex zoom. That's no, what the uh, comedy. It's a a jagoon. It's eggs. Ex zoom is when you're. It's a comedy show after the pandemic. It's it's no longer a zoom show. It's exhum. It's a live show. You want to exhum the body. Exhum the body. That's what it is. Well, if you do it twice, you re exhum. Okay. Do you remember that only Judd could be seen by his relative, right? Sure. That's a big plot okay. point. Now they break that rule and the bad guy sees him and gets scared. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. The bad guy is the guy wrapped in bandages. Right. You want me to suspend disbelief? Okay. You got to stick to the rules you taught me in your world and I'll believe you. Especially with a ghost movie. That school spirit movie, the guy could turn into have a, a solid form, like a human being form, mm -hmm. if he did certain rules. And it was, you know, he had to buy it to believe it. Correct. It's it's suspending disbelief. You don't think it was sad that this guy's like, I'm dead, I'm gonna go straight to the women's room. The locker room. So it, it it's it's stuff like uh, we can't dig up somebody's grave, and then she goes, "Can we?" Like, of course you can't. Of course that's illegal, right? 
There, look. Are Just you sure? Well, or him and he goes like boo. Yeah, right. Look at that. So it breaks its he own. He falls down the rules. stairs. Right. The the other thing I don't get is that he's been a ghost for a hundred years, and it right. isn't until this strange white guy could coast the town that he he. Why you say him. white guy? Why you say white guy? that's just who the hero is no no and you're, if I'm prejudiced. A, you're prejudiced you're so prejudiced why can't he just be a guy I'm, gotta be the white guy the thing is because <laughs> the entertainment is like well we want to make the market a white guy okay i'm a white guy but the movie is always bad like, can't you make like a good movie starring a white guy it must be this movie like it insults my intelligence <laughs> if you go to you're gonna find white and all ghosts are white they wear the sheet they wear that sheet He smokes around. Uh, so the, the uh, is this almost over, Carl? I hate saying that during our show. <laughs> no, this film okay. is not almost over. This film's got like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. I knew this was going to be one of those movies where you're like, yep. I did the research. Let's let's do the record. <laughs> Listen, we got to record now. Wait, before I change my mind. Okay, I'll tell you about Danny. Oh, they're gonna. Oh, this is. They'll have their first kiss. It's the kiss on the cheek, and it's really quite a touching moment. He is like, okay, I'm gonna go dig up the grave, and you go look and research on the computer. And she's like, okay, I'll be on my cell phone. And she goes and she kisses him, and he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Oh, okay. Now this is a very, very uh, old, uh, ancient set. It is a set of an 1880s graveyard. It is such a set. They built this with hammer and nail. It's a set. No, yeah, look. So you're trying to belittle South America. Yes. Yes. And look, you see the thing. It says "Welcome to Meeksville" in the right. middle of a cemetery. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, uh, this would. Sure, man. What is this belief? This is supposed to be Montana. They wouldn't do that. Carl, you obviously are not a road comic like I am. Being a professional road comic, I don't need to drop the fact that I'm a friend. But I played me still. And, you know, you got to be like, what's up? I farted in a cup. You want to smell? And they're like, yeah. Thanks for driving 100 miles to come see us. All right. You guys ready for your headliner? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> he's not meek about it okay so he's digging it up and he's having arguments with the ghost like you were gonna steal another man's girl and he's like you you're too young to understand and it gets layered and nuanced again and uh meanwhile um the bad guys show up and they see him like talking to himself and it's kind of weird and even though they experienced the ghost and the guy just got scared by the ghost, for some reason they act like, huh, he must be a crazy. By now they should know that ghosts are going on. Do you remember how the fight happened in the in the beginning when he's swinging around? <laughs> yeah, right. So they don't believe You're right. Do you think like I've... Come on. That's crazy. Right. Do they never say like, whatever happened to you swinging around? Right. Remember, he was going, you know, Judd Reinhold went up behind him and went, boo. 
And now he's going to be like, why is the kid talking to himself? Maybe he's talking to the ghost, dummy. Right, you dumbass. Yeah, you dumbass. Oh, I'm getting nowhere. I'm getting nowhere with this internet 1994 looking thing. Oh, the computer is like 1982. Search Meeks. Searching. Oh, Searching. got data. Meeks. Nope. Oh, look, it's data. like a microfiche. That's Carl. That is a bad movie. This would have been a microfiche uh, <laughs> in the library where she's scrolling, and right. it would be newspaper with the newspaper columns. But she's online, and the information she discovers pops up just like a microfiche. Right. Like it's a uh, newspaper. Imagine a person from the 1880s fast forwards and they see the microfiche, and they'd be like, "What in tarnation's this?" <laughs> like be like, "This is like a week's worth of journal." It'd be like magic to them. How'd y'all get it on to this paper? But you know, you have to have like Tom Hanks read them the microfiche for them to fully understand the news. They wouldn't do it any other way. We get, I need you to read the news out loud for me on stage. All right. All right. Let's get the microfiche on stage. Listen, you guys don't have microfiche from where you come from. Well, no, we got cod, we got scarp, we got <laughs> crapper. We, we don't got no micro fish. How do you archive your newspapers? I'll look them right here. So y'all put, put this in a bird cage? You like cut up the fish? No. <laughs> no. You know, now, like now you've made me not want to watch this film. It's better with the sound on, okay? They're having a deep talk. He's he's digging up a grave, talking to himself. And so he's when like, "Hand me the broom," and he thinks the ghost did it. And he goes, "Think nothing of it." What do you want? Oh man, this so this is the conflict, right? Because his girlfriend caught him digging up a grave, and it's like, "Yeah, I got You don't understand. The ghost told me to do it. Not his girlfriend at all. No, it's Miss Meeks. It's the bad one." And he's like, lady, if you want it, you come down here yourself. She will. But of course, the ghost will get involved and they'll be like crazy, you know. They'll fall into the pit and the, the, the skull will move. Wow, she is evil. She's pointing a gun away. He's, he's just right. out of the grave. At Danny. Get out, I say. She's wearing always That's wearing the hurt. same coat. Throughout the whole thing, they're wear they wear the same clothes. I mean, it's days later. That's a kid's it's a kid's movie. <laughs> Do you see the deed down there? Stop screwing around. It's just a human skull. Goodness. She threw him into the open uh, coffin. Yeah, in a joke pretty... movie way. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it's pretty traumatic. <laughs> can't, can't stop thinking, though. I'll wake up with a skeleton under me. <laughs> this isn't the missionary style I was looking for. 
Now watch, the head moves. It's really the ghost. They're like freaked out as if they don't know by now. They stomped his foot. But I mean, every time they see it, it's like the first time. Bong! Yeah, he's got to hit the woman the hardest. Oh, my God. Like, what do you think about family? Oh, it's a family movie. It gets hit in the head with a shovel. You Michael, you, just you get... think that the writer said, and then I'll hit the woman, and I'll hit her the hardest. Come on, Mike. Look at this. The search engine is nothing but newspaper articles. No, but it, it, you don't have to include the scene. You could just imply that you guys are going to love it. No, that's – but why can't she get bonked? They all got bonked. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, she could accidentally she could accidentally slip and fall. That that would be acceptable. Okay. Oh, so, they buried them. No. So <laughs> she finds out. She's finding out really that Danny's father died in a car crash. That's what she's finding. Back when he was a teenager. Well, he's he doesn't really. She doesn't know it's Danny's dad. She's looking up the history of like the Meeks and stuff. And With that headline, teenage car crash. Or did a teenager die in a crash, or was the car fifteen? It was years the old? car right? The car yeah. was. Yeah, it was so tragic. It was nineteen. It was almost going to be a classic. It needed. Nineteen. Is twenty years a classic or twenty-five? Oh, with cars, I don't know. All right. So now we're having a crisis. We're having like a serious conversation, like. Doesn't your conscience bother you? And she's explaining herself, you know, and um, how do you sleep at night? And just fine, thank you. And I'm, you know, I am not going to be. She makes a good argument for why she needs to be strong, you know. Um, this movie's complicated. There isn't one good guy or bad guy throughout the whole thing. Look, now they got to be freaked out by a ghost again. I've never seen a ghost around here before. They always look like it's the first time. Which I don't get. It. He's the Meeksville ghost. He is the fucking ghost town ghost, right? right. It right. isn't like Ghost Dad where he owns one family. He owns the entire town. He's the Meeksville ghost. That's How right. Nobody, a stranger walks in and then someone, you know, then he then he introduces himself. Are you from no, Meeksville? No, remember. No, I'm not. It wasn't a stranger who comes in. It's more that he's condemned oh, to right. walk around and not yeah. be able to talk to anybody. But only, he does. Only his relative. You see that wasted opportunity? Did you see it, Mike? Whether those kids were able to walk through a, uh, a window well, like that? He, I, I'm jealous. No, he was helping her go through the window, and he could have absolutely cupped her butt. To, you know, with the excuse <laughs> that it was to help get her into the window, shimmy the window. But no, he like this... did the calf and the thigh. Uh, you know, it was just—it's a wasted opportunity in my in my opinion. They're stunt people, right? I mean, like there was the actual actress who went into a window. Well, I would whether it was the actual actress or a stunt woman, I would have definitely cupped her butt. Right. I well, I did like a basketball. <laughs> yeah, and that's the reason why you got kicked out of CNN. <laughs> Canceled again. Oh, she got he just she just smacked him in the face, and that's where his bruise is. Oh, uh, his whole face is what? 
They're doing hilarity with the. Okay, so now they've broken into the office of Rebecca Meeks. Can you believe that shit? Emily Meeks. Emily Meeks. Meeks. So, so she's a bad person, but they're doing something bad. Whoa, what was that thing she tossed on the floor? Did you see it? No, look at the paper files. Oh, oh was that a. The director a picture wanted of... you to see it. The director wanted you to see it. Was it a picture of uh, Judge Reinhold from 100 years ago? Well, it fell upside down onto the floor. The director just wants us to know, hey, somebody might bump into this drop thing. Right. Hey, audience. Look okay. at that safe. Yeah, That's they like find four. a safe, and they're all happy. But the thing is, how are they going to open a safe? Right? He's going to be a safe cracker now? What's well, a really old safe. It's like in the 19th century. Once yeah, again, look how nice and clean that car is. All the cars are perfect. That's not too dusty. So this is shot of South Africa and these American cars. They've probably had them lying around. Yes, probably. It seems like this location, like they found a place to shoot the movie and they made a movie around it. It wasn't like ah, that's they built possible. Set. I got to tell you, the internet just never lets me know. Okay, so here comes Ox and he's about to get whacked in the nuts. Ox balls. Or because did not say that golf wasn't invented back then. That's right. That would be an anachronism. <laughs> this movie, one thing, it's historically accurate. Well, I think it was probably literally invented, but it was way over in Scotland. And how would it ever make its way to the consciousness of? I know we still have 20 minutes, but I still have some more ghost questions, Carl. Okay. Like, when you when you die and you become a ghost, you are the same age of, of your death. Wait, no, right? no, I'm not answering. I'm you not can't answering. be like. No, no, wait, I'm not answering. I'm ghosting you. <laughs> Carl? I'm sorry. <laughs> Ask your question again. I saw three dots on the screen, and then you disappeared. Uh, do you get to pick your clothing as a ghost? I, I don't know. Look at that. He's using telekinesis powers. Oh, no, he's holding it. Yeah, he is. And that's yeah. to prove to her that there is a ghost. Do you get it now? So do you get to pick your clothing as a ghost? Or is it like what you wore when you died? I, I don't know the answer. He's obviously, in his, like, 1880s getup, and when he had his gunslinger shootout, he was dressed in that. To be fair, everyone's dressed like they're in the 1880s. Yes, that is true. Look at his fringe jacket, by the way, his leather jacket with the fringe. Oh, oh what's oh, that thing he just... They stepped on that, the thing the director threw there. This is the same picture I have in my wallet. Now, why would Emily Miles have the uh, my picture? Unless oh. she's my mom. Is that true? That is, that is what, that's got to be true. 
Now, so the they were people letting... act like he's not sure, but how can you not be sure? He just found the identical yeah. picture. Look, a ghost has told you. That what else do you need? That meanie right there is his mom. Oh, I got you. Now, isn't that complicated? The enemy, it's the bad guy, yeah. Right. So they're going to get a pizza. They broke into that hidden room looking for the deed, just like, you know, Danny broke into her office looking for the deed. Now they come home right. and find Granny had fainted. And she goes, well, you know, I'm frail. I serve that purpose in the script, you know. This place is pretty cool. Yeah. Like when the quarantine's lifted, I'm going straight over to play pinball. You see, yeah, see the pinball and, and, and the like jukebox kind of thing in the back. Pinball center stage. Look at the cameras moving. This guy does that direct. <laughs> you see that swimming? Yeah, forty-five years of directing. He must have cracked this. He's like, is this a documentary or a kids movie? Kids movie. Okay, it's just oh, with or without Eric Roberts. Okay, without Eric Roberts. Okay, roll without on. with it with yeah. or without Eric Roberts. No, no, it's a Okay. We should. Right. I'll have this for you in three months. And we've been rolling since this conversation. That's right. Okay. <laughs> and, that's it. Blood. All right, Grant. We're going to take you away from this movie. I Let provide something for you to care for. Oh. Speaking of now, you get to care for her. Oh no, it's uh who's on the bed? Is it the here's, ghost? Here's your hot tea. Yeah, right. When when Danny first saw her, he goes, Ah what's her I thought oh, I'm sorry, I thought I saw a ghost. I thought <laughs> I was foreshadowing of what was to come. I thought I saw a ghost. Jeez. Have you ever drank liquid in bed? I always spill like hot liquid. Yeah. A lot of confidence. I um I like to drink my seltzer in a glass, right? But when I'm in bed, I drink it out of the can because, yeah, I will spill it. I will absolutely spill it. <laughs> absolutely spill it. Look drink at that. The teenage car crash. Never. Right. So he's putting two and two together. Now, you know, it's got to be that my mother and my father, I don't know, there was a car crash. She was pregnant. You know, he died, she gave me up. He's trying to figure it out. Now, she's overhearing and she's like pissed off. You know, the bad guy of this film is your mother. What the fuck? When were you gonna tell me this? Well, you, I just found out. Or when you're gonna tell me your suspicions? I've caught you. Right, Mike? Danny is not a slouch, uh, by the way. His name is Andrew Kavovit. Kavovit? Kavovit? And I mentioned he's their Star Trek connection. He was one of the portrayers of Paul Ryan. 
as a youngster in the CBS soap opera, As the World Turns. And he did it for five full years. He got an Emmy in 1990. <clears throat> he had a main role in the short-lived CBS primetime series, The Magnificent Seven. Uh, in 2014, he was on an episode of Shark Tank, believe it or not, dedicated to child investors with his daughter. And his daughter's name is Kiowa. Kiowa. I cannot say his, her daughter's name is Kiowa Kavovit. Okay. Uh, he was on Full House once, Married with Children once, NYPD Blue once. See, this is interesting. In 2000, he played he played the David Cassidy story. He was David Cassidy. That's pretty high billing. TV movie. So basically now he's saying like, where are you going? So he's having a heart to heart. That's right. That's right. He was saying, even though I didn't shoot the gun, even though I didn't kill her with my bullet, it's all my fault still. And, uh, you know, I have to make this right. I have to. So here's the keys to my car. The body's in the trunk. <laughs> You're going to bury it, girl. Bury it right away. <laughs> no, he's like, the choice is yours. You could leave and be a jerk or you could stay. So he's like, I'm leaving and being a jerk. The ghost is like, I'm out of here, too. Right. And now, look who's getting her heart broken. No, but they're enemies. But she is. She's sniffling. They're not related, right? No, That's they're not, not related. Look, they're enemies, but it's complicated. So you know he's that he likes them. He's a Capulet. She's a Hatfield. <laughs> but he doesn't know he's a Capulet. She doesn't know she's a McCoy? She knows she's, she's a McCoy. A McCoy. Now look, the ghost says, "Screw that! I, I'm, I, I'm taking." He took him back in time again. Oh man, he fell right into that stun window. Look Whoa. how big that explosion was! Absolutely ridiculous. It was a motorcycle. Burned the whole place down. Oh no, CGI! She screams out, "CGI!" <laughs> look at the CGI flame. The CGI fire licking in there. You can only afford one flame at a time. Why'd you do that, you jerk? I can't let you leave. Now they're That's back all. in time, and they're going to witness what we saw at the beginning of the film. It is the shootout. I don't, oh, right. He's destined to relive it, you see. He, so that he, means we're he, at the end of the film. He walks around. He can't talk to anybody, but he can be where he wants. He can be in the real world. He can be in this world. But if he's in this world, there's only so, so many places he can be, and this is one of them. The shootout. <clears throat> He's like, Lucius, do something about it. I have tried hundreds of times. Well, I've never tried, and I'm real. Look at this. That's Joshua. So is does Lucius of his time period shows up during this reenactment, or he just 
he watches this without himself. he sees himself okay that's good they really did the special effect <laughs> i'm acting when she gets killed oh, right. i'm acting okay you okay. paid for judge you'll get judge <laughs> the love of your life just got shot so you're really hurt go roll them i'm acting i will not do this scene listen you're not getting paid unless we do the scene oh <laughs> so young do you know who you're talking to why i'm judge reinhold i am super judgy i will judge you. now look look who's not gonna let her get shot wait a minute the guy from the future showed up yep now look me he's going into his own body Can't this watch has it. never it's happened before so the ghost showed up in the present tense that's right and this time the outcome has changed he's been shot and killed carl and the girl is saved is saved this is this part of the twilight side episode where rod sterling walks off the stage <laughs> that's it Fuck this script i'm out of here rod sterling's like what the fuck i don't even know what's going on <laughs> so what it is is <laughs> he went into the ghost world and because he was real he was able to save her life and this means that judd righted the wrong right and he got killed joshua lives his wife lives and and uh and, and meeks gets killed now we have this interesting weird moment in which they're mother and do and son yeah right and she needs to explain what happened how they were in love how it was her father who wouldn't let her keep the child if there wasn't going to be a father around um <clears throat> shipped her off to california she had the baby and gave it away in accordance with his wishes. She never thought she'd see him again. It's touching. It's touching. But, like, see, she's the bad guy. So it's hard. She doesn't want to be bullshit. So that makes this movie better, right? But yes. It has to be. Now, guess what they've just discovered in that old photo? The deed. Uh, a deed. That's indeed. Oh, Wait, he does the deed with his... No. It was in her picture frame the whole time. Indeed. Indeed. So now, he's like, she'll just fight us. She'll just fight us. And she goes, well, maybe I don't have to. You want to listen? No, not really. Can you play the audio? Okay. You know, I don't necessarily have to fight you. Oh, so they're not setting up a sequel. It's the first movie I know that doesn't set up a sequel at the end. We're all done here. There's yeah, no that's need right. to extend the story. Well, surely, nope. Full resolution. Now the dead credits. You did all the credits up front. Extremely hard partnership, but these two enemy families maybe can come together. 
And this is the final lifting of the curse for Judd. And now he will trot his horse up into the heavens. He will ride off into the sunset. Have he doesn't turn into a bag of bones? No, he does not turn into a bag of bones. Also, Mike, with with Joshua alive and Isabella and uh, Isabella alive, what was her name? History, the future was it's got to be changed. Now you have right. a man walking the earth and another man who isn't. It's got to be a different world today. Completely out of balance. It's yep. Meeksburg when it comes back to present time. It's got to be like Marty McFly comes home and his parents are rich. His dad's an author. He's got a trans. Uh, He's got a big kick up. Does he? Isn't it? Does he get a kick out of the fact that this ghost movie has time travel? <laughs> yes. Oh, there he is. He's on a sky horse. Yeah. He's no more. Freed. Now I'm stuck in heaven. Oh, look at that! That's from the trailer. I told you that was the final scene from the trailer with the ghost. Uh, yep. You ghost did say leaves. it. You did say it. How can you beat this? The love replaces on fire, no less. <laughs> wow. And it ends with the executive in charge of production. Jesus Christ. Carl, what do you think of this movie? Uh, this movie was not good, but at the same time, like it was a made-for-TV, straight-to-video kind of movie, but at the same time, they did what they were supposed to do. They did their job, and it was well-written, and it was well-acted, except for Judd Hirsch when he was pretending to be. Judge Reinhold, not Judd Hirsch. Except for Judge Reinhold when he was pretending that he was upset that the woman had died. Other than that, it was very good acting. Uh, I thought this movie was a piece of shit. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you could try to unpack it, but, I mean, not that it's, like, complicated in that sense, but it, a stranger walks into a town. It has a family feud. A ghost decides to him. He solves it, and it's, then winds up his mom is. It winds up he's the son of the mom. No, he did. He wasn't a stranger coming to town. He was going but to Meeksville because that's where he thought his mother was. He was right. Yes, he was right. And so ghost it, it's showed understandable. Him and and oh, he, he seemed because yeah. he was a relative. And only a ghost could show him the true way home. <laughs> I don't know if only a ghost could have, but that is what happened. Okay, okay. Young buckaroo, uh, feisty grandma. It's believable if you believe in ghosts. And a talking monkey named Rambo. <laughs> named Bonzo. Named Bonzo. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, Carl and I are split. He gives a thumbs up. I give a thumbs down. Oh, Cisco. Oh. oh, Ebert. Oh, you Ebert. I can't oh, believe it. Yes. Uh, Carl, next week we're going to watch another movie. We're yeah. going to keep going. We'll yeah. keep going. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next Sunday on Muni Radio, and we'll also be on your podcast feeds. Carl, the movie next week, oh, it's going to be about a night. Night of the Juggler. Night. So it's a, um, I think he, uh, yeah, Juggler. Juggler. 1980? What is it? 19... 1980, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, should we see if there's a trailer for okay, Night of the Juggler? Okay. Night of the I'm not really talking to my phone. The movie conked out on me. I'll talk to I'll say it to my phone.
Uh, I see the full-length movie. I don't really see a trailer. trailer. Night of the Juggler, 1980. Are you sure it's a trailer and not like best scene or end credits or whatever? Uh, night? No, it's no, it's an hour and 41. Oh, yeah. Here's WPIX Night of the Juggler promo, 1986. So you want to see a TV commercial for it? Yeah. It's New York. It takes place in New York, too. Okay, I see it, too. Uh, Rob, do you Rob wanna... Bass... Robot C two thousand yeah Robot C two thousand nine okay yeah. you want to do audio or me uh, I can do the audio okay oh, this is good you. it starts off all right let me see nostalgic okay, okay tell three me. two one go the Saturday movie will continue after these messages not a promo I guess I guess it is. I cannot wait. Sunday at six. Sunday at six, guys. So that's the family hour. It's one hour before the family hour. It's one hour before 60 minutes. If it gets too scary, you can turn on 60 minutes for the last six hour. Uh, all right. Night of the Juggler, 1980. Uh, as you heard, it played in 1986 on WPIX New York. Uh, Carl, that'll be our movie next week. All right. Excellent. When it says juggler, does it does it mean juggling balls or is it talking about the, your jugular, your jugger, juggler vein? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. I thought like someone's attacking you in the New York City alley, so you throw a rock at them and they just <laughs> keep using it. And yeah, then you're like, like, wait a minute. Throw a second you're rock. Ju- <laughs> you're not even juggling. You're just throwing a ball in, on your right hand and throwing two balls alternately in your left. It just gives a crazy Oh, now you're juggling. Oh, now you're juggling the three. Yeah. You try to throw a flaming bowling pin at them. He caught it. Night of the Juggler. Rated R. Sunday, 6 p.m. So it's an early night. Early night of the Juggler. 6 yeah, p.m. over show. by 8. Yeah. Wow, that All was right, a well, throwback to uh, PIX. And it also reminds you that back then, you had to wait until Sunday at 6. There was no, like... When you're ready and when you get to it, you could sit down and yeah, take a half an hour and stream, you know, take two hours and stream a film. Right. No, yeah. Sunday and, at six, you had to and get it, your- Especially if film is ripe as this one. You you know, it's it only shows up like two in the morning or six in the afternoon. So catch it when you can. Yeah, you had to be home from work. You had to know it ahead of time. It was a sticky note on your fridge. You had my you had a VCR in eighty six. Don't don't play it down. Oh, yeah. Well, you could program it, right? The time had to be right, and you could program Oh, you had to tell your roommate. You had to say, listen, Ma, I'm going to be out of the house, but at 6 o'clock on Sunday, I need you to turn on P- – Ma, are you listening? Turn yeah. on PIX, hit record, and can you, can you, like, not record the commercials? I'll be back. <laughs> oh, boy. Brings back memories. All right, Carl, uh, anything to promote? Any uh, video? Yeah, no. Um, 
Mutiny Radio. Yeah, I have this podcast I do with my friend Mike. It's called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Check it out. You can always go to carlsex.com, but don't. Go to mutinyradio.fm and hit the donate button. Sounds good. All right. Until next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny ra- radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be. Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, let's watch full length. Oh, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you. See you next time. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I'm telling you. Can I see? Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities 
for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Bug House Square, it's Tuesday, it's, uh, I don't know, you know, it's, it's Tuesday at 6 o'clock, um, thanks for doing what you gotta do to do, this is Bug House Square, did I say that? Have you seen that vigilante man, have you seen that vigilante man, 
Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Uh, this week on Bug Out Square, I've got, um, I don't know, I, 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 uh, I got a nice collection of records. Um, I took the opportunity to purchase some sleeves and jacket covers, right? Because I got a lot of like these old records that I get, and they don't have sleeves, and, and the record's falling out. So I'm really, I just started kind of going through and, um, you know, putting a, a nice sleeve in, and then a, a you know, a cover around the jacket so it would hold the record in there. So. Uh, in, in the process of kind of not, you know, I'm not going through all my records. There's, there's so many. Um, I just kind of picked a shelf and went through it. So that's what it is. This is uh, songs from uh, a shelf. Man, come along and we give him a little raise. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river Some strange man was that A vigilante man Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand Would he shoot, shoot brother his brother and sister. sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
Come on. 